0: Okay, so uh, we're on the line with Molly Marriott, who uh, has a new album coming out called Truth is a Wolf, and it's released on the 3rd of November. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about the album and how it came about, Molly?
1: Oh, God, how long you got?
0: <laughs> <laughs> how long have you got? Keep... <laughs>
1: um, okay, well, gosh. Oh, God, this is when it gets really crazy to kind of get it down to like a minute um basically it's taken me about four years to do this album Um, and um i've been with different record companies throughout making this album um but it's uh it's a very very personal one um it's taken me a long time to write um because a i wanted to get it right b it's one of those things that is so personal that I, you know, I was kind of in fear of judgment right, <laughs> um, yeah. from it. Um, but I always promised myself that if I was to ever make a record, that it would be raw and honest and uncomfortable at times, and um, not just to satisfy the customer and mm-hmm. to, to be purely honest i wrote it on a cathartic basis for myself and really selfishly um and if anyone buys it as a bonus <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's the truth well that's you know that's good that you that you are honest and, stuff, and hopefully i'm sure lots of people will be buying the album <laughs> um now you collaborated with a few people on it tell us a bit about that
1: um, okay, well, I've written um, with Judy Zook and um, Graham Kearns and Sam Tanner um, and the wonderful Tom Swan. So, lots of people um, for that. She's for, uh, been really inspiring, and especially working with Judy, she has really helped me transform lyrics and how to get them. Get them out of my head and make them more of a romanticise the situation and make it very um, poetic and beautiful. So I've got a lot to thank her for. Excellent. Um, But also, I'm I'm guessing you're wanting to meet to talk about Paul. Yeah. (laughs) What you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just you know, (laughs) all of them. Uh, um, Yeah. So was very very fortunate Paul Weller is a very dear friend of mine and, and some people know went out on tour with him this year um but last year he really helped me I was in a real difficult spot with the album and he just said you know what grab your band come to my studio and just have fun and that's what we did and it was fantastic and then he ended up playing on two of the tracks which is even more wonderful and very very nerve-wracking for me but just lovely and I just absolutely worship the ground he walks on just on a human being level because I've never known anyone be so generous as him he's just wonderful
0: fantastic and and Judy did you know her beforehand
1: no I met (laughs) I met Jude through um my old manager who's Bob Harris's wife and they've obviously been working with Jude for many years um you know Bob has known her right from day one really and um i was going to nashville with my manager and she said do you mind if judy zook comes and i was like no so i met her at the airport uh-huh. and i was like god what if we don't get on or you know and <laughs> she she, bless her heart, transit, she, yeah exactly <laughs> and we'd i was in an awful awful place at the time just mentally and she bless her heart just come out um from having cancer and so we were both really in a depressive state and my <laughs> poor manager like it was just you know and within day two we were sobbing on each other mainly me sobbing on jude and it was just it was just really an awful trip and yet a wonderful trip at the same time right. and i'm so i'm so grateful for it because she is my hero in so many ways
0: all right so the the writing process i mean do, do you just sit and write wherever you you get the muse sort of thing or did you have to get yourself into a studio and really work hard and
1: no nothing (laughs) like that i i when i force myself to sit and write it doesn't happen right and it's always when i'm so busy and i don't have time to sit and write that i have this noise build up in my head and i'm like oh no and i like run around and grab my phone and quickly record whatever is building up in my head um, on just a little, you know, dictaphone bit on yeah. an iPhone, um, and I just, yeah, it's, it's 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 definitely not. I'm not somebody who can write a song a day. Okay. Um, I I have to, I have to have. I, I normally start with melody, and it has to kind of really annoy me in my head for me to then start writing on it. Because I think if it's not an earworm for me, it won't be for anybody else. Sure, right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So. Um, that's why it takes so long for me to write really
0: okay and so have you built up a bank then do you have a, you know a backlog of demos that you're going to use for album number two and three and
1: i do but i hands down probably won't ever use them because i just <laughs> you know if they haven't stuck with me they haven't stuck with me because literally those songs that are on my album yeah i've i probably only wrote three more that didn't make make even the recording process right i was just like no because i just know in my gut when which one i only write for an album really i don't write
0: just generally
1: yeah i can't i don't know why but it just doesn't happen
0: okay (laughs) you need that motivation i suppose to you know or you've got an album coming, better get writing and
1: pushes you forward
0: sort of thing so tell us about some of the favorite tracks on the album. It
1: sounds like I'm so lazy and i No, not really, really. I think I, <laughs> I work so hard. I'm no, no. So lazy, but <laughs>
0: I think I think a lot of musicians are like that, aren't they? Though that they yeah. they need that sort of kick up the backside to go right. Come on, you've got an album to do or a tour to get ready for or whatever. So get yourself into gear. And the rest yes. of the time, you just want to lay back and not think about it. Really, you just you just still play music and you still sing and all that, but you're not having to think about. I've got to get this thing ready, haven't no. you? No. Whereas okay, obviously I'm really sorry wrong. by the Sorry.
1: The person making the weird noise in the background. is not me, it's my cat. Well, I, can't, I can't I can't hear her, it, so you're so. all right. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> <it> good.
0: <laughs> we don't mind a bit of cat noise in the background, that's okay. all right. That's fine. <laughs> so tell us, yeah, about some of the, your favourite tracks on the album and why? Why are they your favourites?
1: oh gosh well obviously i like them all otherwise i would be on it sure um, yeah but... but it changes it does change i think transformer hands down is one of my favorites okay to on the album and to sing live it's just always my favorite um it's a constant reminder of just don't change yourself for anybody and just be you um give me a reason is quite a heart-wrenching one but i mm. think i've, I've got that's like my lovey-dovey song, if you were, on the album. But okay. I do love Armour, which is on the deluxe version of the album, which you can get. Um, and that's, that's one of my favourites. And King of Hearts, because I think it's so sleazy and cool. I really love that one.
0: Excellent. And you mentioned there the bonus tracks on the album. So you're also doing lots of extra sort of uh, bonuses, house concerts, et cetera. Tell us a little bit about that. What people can do if they go and buy extra versions of the album
1: yeah well I mean there's loads of different things packages which is exciting as t-shirts and which is embarrassing and <laughs> <laughs> cause it's got my face on it so, oh, <laughs> God. Um, and I, I really love the vinyl because um, it's on red vinyl it's a, a special limited edition of uh-huh. it being on red vinyl and it looks so cool uh-huh. um, there's obviously the deluxe version of the album that's got two extra songs gravity and armor on it and I love those two mm-hmm. I'm really proud of those two songs um and yeah I can uh, we do we're doing um, a really limited edition of house gigs so we can you know you can get your friends together and we can come and do a house gig apparently it's the thing to do these days I was really blown away by it when my manager spoke to me about it right. but talking to my friends on the circuit, they've all gone, Yeah, we've done that, it's really fun. So I'm right. like, oh, okay, let's give it a go. So will
0: okay. you be doing that sort of will you be trying to tie that in as you're touring and then if somebody from Norwich or whatever books you then you'll do it on the night of the or the day after the possibly, night, possibly, or
1: or, or or not. I don't know. It depends what's easy for them. I, I guess as well. And right. I, I don't. I don't really know on that one. <laughs>
0: you don't want to have to be in John and Groats <laughs> on a Friday night. My manager then... <laughs>
1: that question. I've got a clue. Let's hope he's
0: got a good road manager there. Then. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's great. Uh, and talking about touring then, so obviously we have the tour with Bad Touch coming up. Starts in yes. uh, November the 9th in uh, Sheffield. Corporation and ends on December the 1st in Norwich Waterfront and you're in Newcastle where we are uh, on the yeah. Goonie, Saturday, November the 18th.
1: That's right, yeah.
0: So That's right. looking forward to, to touring with the Bad Touch Boys?
1: I am, yeah, although I am going to be the only woman on this tour. Right. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, all my... Pretty much 90% of my friends are, are male just because I click with guys better more. But I, I think I am going to crave my girls when I get back. <laughs> I've already warned them all. I'm like, right, get ready. We're having a girly night. When I get back, it's probably going to last a few days because I just, oh, gosh. But um, I am I'm so, I am looking forward to it. I'm very nervous because it's um, smaller venues this tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a tour at the beginning of the year. Um, supporting Paul and Wilco Johnson Hmm. so um, and they were obviously really big venues which I like because I can't see anybody
0: right okay
1: (laughs) the smaller venues is really intimidating because you can see everyone's face and it's like oh gosh you know do they really like me (laughs) exactly it's like if they don't like this I'm going to be able to tell and I can't just you know I can't pull the song and start another one you know Um, so it's yeah it's it it genuinely terrifies me I get really 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 bad anxiety and nerves before a gig right and, well and after a gig i come off stage and my legs just go like jelly it's quite weird right uh, um but yeah i am it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun and,
0: and you've been recording with bad touch is that for a little something to have out on the tour or
1: might be <laughs> might <say> just yet <laughs> but
0: oh, let's okay. just, uh,
1: you're warm
0: yeah all right and, very all right warm. And... So, if you do get tickets to go and see Bad Touch and Molly, then uh, there might be something nice on the merchandise stall that you can go and look for, and only get on the tour, perhaps, maybe. Yes.
1: <laughs> well, there are going. I think we, we've got some limited um, limited edition, like T-shirts and stuff like that as well. Um, we've got quite a cool merch set up. So yeah, it's it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody.
0: Excellent. And tell us a bit about the, the lineup for the band then, for, for your band when you're, you're touring.
1: What, what I is always the have my, the same band that I've had for years because I just, we're such a, it sounds really cliche and cheesy, but we are such a family and I feel really uncomfortable with anyone but them. It's really okay. weird. So, what is so the lineup? I've really stripped it down for this tour. So, it's literally just drums bass and guitar so it's Johnson on guitar CJ on drums and Tom on bass um right. and yeah it's really really stripped back but i'm how kind did the of keyboard player feel see. about that then <laughs> oh i know well i've got a keyboard player and a backing vocalist it was just it was just the amount logistical. of space yeah. and, and logistical like space on stage cuz bad touch is such a huge band and obviously right. they'll have to have their rig set up before sure us Because although we're not supporting them, it's a joint kind of top billing sort of thing, and we've got a support act. Um, It's it's just trying to find the space on stage, so I did have to strip it down. Which, um, but I mean, my keyboard player, who I normally have, the wonderful Sam Tanner, he is um, the lead singer of an incredible band called Brother Strut, and they are going on tour around the same time, so it kind of made it a bit easier. (laughs)
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. And, and so if it's a co-headlining thing, will you be swapping over who goes on last on an evening or?
1: No, I think I think what we're going to do is I will go on first and then Bad Touch and then right. we finish the show together at the end. Oh, that's right. all I can say on that.
0: Right. <laughs> well, that sounds good. Good, good. Okay, so we've got the tour coming out. Let's just talk a little bit, if we can, about your past because you, you've you done a lot, haven't you, as a backing singer? That kind of is yeah. where you started out. Um And you said there about being nervy, and I'm quite surprised that if you've done all of this before, and I mean, you know, obviously you've got an illustrious parentage and all the rest of it, and stepfather and what have you, so you've been in the business and around the business for a long time, and I find it quite surprising that you are still quite shy and quite nervy and things.
1: Yeah, well, as a backing vocalist, it's fine, because you get to hide with the rest of the band. Right. That doesn't bother me too much. Um, I get really excited about it. Yeah. Um, but as a lead singer, oh, my gosh, it's like all eyes on you. And it's terrifying. That is terrifying to me. It really is. And I don't help myself because I do wear some wacky costumes on on stage. But <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's good to be nervous because I think if you're not nervous, then you've lost the passion for it. You
0: know? Sure, yeah, I get the that you've so, got to be a little bit nervous, but the, yeah. the whole, you know when you mentioned there about oh, your legs nearly go and stuff like that, it's like, what?
1: I that's a new thing as well. It's really, really weird. It's a new thing.
0: Right. It's happened
1: like the last year, and it first happened at the Jazz Cafe in London, and I walked off the stage, and I literally hit the deck. And my drummer burst out <laughs> laughing and picked me up. He went, you're all right? I was like, oh my God, I can't walk. <laughs> And my legs just completely turned to jelly. It was so funny. I was like, oh, God. I completely went down. Right. Baby giraffe. Um, (laughs) But its I really did. I was like, thanks very much. Walked off (laughs) on the floor. Um, Yeah. Uh, But it's, it's, I don't know. I think my my friend uh, who takes all my pictures for me, Rob Blackham, Mm -hmm. he's done all my artwork for me. He said to me once, he said, I think you're starting to fear success now rather than failure. Mm. And I was like, Ooh Right. <laughs> like, yep. Ouch. Yeah. That hit me hard, you know. But yeah. it's probably true because, you know, if I wanted to do this for like the fame side of things, I would have sold myself to the devil a long time ago. Sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have waited till my thirties to do it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it is it is a scary it is a scary thing. It is mm. a scary thing.
0: Okay. But, Tell okay. us a little bit more about your being a backing singer then. What were the, the highlights? Or even better, what's the worst thing of being a backing singer?
1: Oh, no. The worst yeah. thing of being a backing singer is having to sing songs that you really don't like and look like <laughs> you're enjoying it. Right. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, fair dues. I'm not, I'm
1: not saying anything. Yeah,
0: what's the worst song you've ever had to sing? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, but to be fair... Out of my whole career. I mean, I've been in the industry. I had my first deal when I was 12. I've been right. in, in the industry 20 years, which right. is nuts. Um, I've only ever had that happen to me once or twice, so it's not bad. Right. But I think the, as a highlight for backing backing singing, it has to be <gasps> probably the Faces reunion. Right. Um, so. Which was a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. because I'm so close to Kenny jones Mm. and ronnie and they are such support they are such massive supports of me and to see it come to fruition that they've been speaking of for so many years you know and just to see to be part of that was Mm. absolutely incredible it's a real family vibe on stage and my keys player and friend sam tanner was part of the keys as well for it as well so it was just it was an amazing night, and to be stood on the side of the stage and hugging both Ron and Kenny because they were so nervous yeah. was just hilarious. It's like you can't be nervous. What do
0: you mean it's nervous? me that's going to be nervous. I'm going to fall over like a baby giraffe. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the other nerve thing: is walking out on stage. That sure. first walk because yeah. you think yeah. I'm going to stack it. I'm going to walk out, trip over a lead, go flat on my face, and that'll be my open. That happened to me once. Right believe it or not, it was a finale and I had Mick Hucknall to my right and John Parr to my left, both of them I hold very dear to my heart, especially uh-huh. after this because I stepped forward, we were singing, it was it was for um, Prostate Cancer at Hurtwood Park, it was a gig that Kenny Jones put together and there was The Who, Jeff Beck, um, Mick Hucknall, John Parr, me um, and... Um, oh gosh who else was it I think Lisa Stansfield as well like it was a really cool cool thing and I stepped forward at the front of the stage and started to get everyone clapping so all eyes were on me at that point 10,000 people yeah and I took three steps back and I tripped over a lead went over a monitor and grabbed John Parr's arm as he was about to sing (laughs) so he had like the mic, like put the mic up yeah, to yeah, his sure. mouth, <laughs> and all of a sudden you just didn't hear him and didn't see me, and I just went flying. And so, him and Mick would oh. were trying to help me out. <laughs> it's the worst thing, but hilarious at the same time. Oh,
0: but they looked after you, that's good. Well, they
1: did, yeah.
0: I'll, I'll tell you that there's, there's three steps down onto the stage at the Clooney, so be careful, all right? Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Okay.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: Molly, thank you so much for your time. <laughs>
1: Oh bless you, no thanks. No thanks, no worries. <laughs> thank I need a coffee, <laughs> bloody hell. <laughs> I've been doing these since really early this morning, so oh, I, just, bet. I haven't had a coffee already. Oh dear. So I coffee.
0: Look after that voice of yours, and <laughs> oh uh, bless
1: you, thank you. I will.
0: We'll speak soon. All right. Thanks I'll see very much. You soon. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye.